0: What's up, everyone? Good morning, and welcome back to another edition. Another week of the show. Uh, we're we're into January. Gosh, I was going to say we're into December. No, it's Jan- January 9th, 2023, um, episode 360, and I'm excited for today's edition. We're going to bring on a young man from Purdue University, 157 pounds. He's ranked number three in the country. It's Kendall Coleman. Kendall, thanks for joining us today. How you doing?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Thank you for having me.
0: You bet, man. Um, and really, I kind of, you know, I was saying this just a few minutes ago Do you, I really want to, like, just kind of get to your whole journey. Everybody's got a story how they got into wrestling and, and where it went from there. So I'm just kind of curious with you, how did you – what do you remember first time you got introduced to wrestling, somebody saying it or bringing you to practice or seeing a match? Um, and how old do you think you are?
1: Uh, so I started wrestling when I was five years old. I actually – I remember the first, like, Exposure I got to wrestling is I actually went to I went to Reno Worlds to uh, go watch Travis who's like Travis for maybe a couple of you guys know him but he's one of my close friends I even call him a cousin now but uh, he was competing at the time so my dad took me there and uh, I watched him compete and you know that's like the first exposure I had to it shortly after is when I started uh, going to practices and um, getting that type of exposure so I started off with the Harvey Twisters and i guess it's safe to say that i didn't really like wrestling until like later on like a lot later on i want to say actually like loving it probably like seventh or eighth grade almost but you know i was competing up until then going to like all the like national tournaments i didn't really like see too much success early on you know i was kind of just like a guy that was in the background for you know a good amount of my like wrestling time but you know i started to catch on to it a lot you know make a lot of improvements but the Harvey Twisters definitely had a lot to do with my development as well as uh Travis's dad, Basil Robinson. He uh he was like my main like trainer uh growing up. He taught me a lot of the basics and a lot of the things that I, you know, even use now in wrestling.
0: Yeah. Uh so you, you said you re- well, you either said I didn't like it or I didn't really like develop a passion for it until like I think maybe seventh grade or something like that. So mm-hmm. you know, I, from my experience, I started wrestling. And I freaking loved it, and it was just the coolest thing ever. you know, I was a little kid, and I just wanted to keep doing it. I don't know that I've experienced something that I didn't really like that I kept doing, and then eventually fell in love with, which is it's, it's cool and different. But what what keeps you going? I guess a couple things. Like, what? Why didn't you like it? What didn't you like about it? And what kept you in it, even though maybe you didn't like it that much?
1: Uh, I mean, I mean, it's no surprise to anybody, but wrestling's hard, you know. And um, as a kid, I was doing like a lot of other sports as well at the time, so I guess it's it's safe, it's safe to say that you know wrestling definitely wasn't my favorite. I would say not necessarily like didn't like it. But you know, I was doing like baseball, swimming, like all this other stuff as well. So maybe it wasn't at the top of my list. But no, I was like, as I was younger, my dad would always tell me like, either you get better at something or you're gonna quit and he wasn't gonna let me quit. So I ended up getting better at it.
0: (laughs) Do you think it was you started to have more success? So you started to like it more? Or the Mm -hmm, opposite? Or somewhere in between?
1: Yeah, I think it was started, like once I started to catch on to the sport a little bit, you know, started racking up like some decent wins. Like I remember always going to tournaments and just being like happy if I made it to the second day. Like that's the type of, you know, wrestling I was doing. But, you know, once I started to like see improvements in myself, I guess I, because nobody likes losing at all. And I mean, you, you do a lot of losing. You turn to, tend to, uh, you know, kind of turn away from it. But I started to see more success and it started growing me a lot more.
0: Tell me about that development um in those early years from not having success and not really liking it or 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 compared to other sports to like being good and loving it um what was that like
1: um you know when i was younger i feel like it helped me a lot because even though i wasn't seeing a lot of success i was still going to like the tulsa nationals the kickoffs the like preseason nationals like all the big tournaments and i was still getting that exposure and i was going to like camps and Uh, as well so I was getting a lot of like different looks from like people like I would I would even go out to like California for maybe like a week and then just like train with some of the guys out there but uh, I was getting that exposure as well so it was like I was real versed in the actual sport I I feel like I wasn't the only thing that I lacked was like that confidence from like you know getting wins and stuff like that but you know once it I don't know it was almost like a flip switch to my head like around like my seventh or eighth grade year, that's when I started, you know, kind of like putting things together, realizing that, you know, I could be good at wrestling and then kind of just went on from there.
0: So you, you the tools were in place. You just had to sharpen them and, and mm-hmm. believe that you could use them.
1: Right. Okay. Exactly. Awesome.
0: Um, tell me about the Harvey Twisters, right? I, I've heard a lot about I've Harvey. I wrestled a Harvey Twister when I was a little kid and I got beat up. Uh <laughs> What's my question Uh, It's a great place. I mean, yeah, what, 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 go ahead. I'll let you just go for now.
1: I mean, when you, I don't even know. There's so many names I can name off right now, but, you know, I'm also like growing up in a room with like great names, like Chris Williams, Isaiah White, Travis Ford Mellon, Yaya Thomas, like BJ Futrell, Nate Jackson, like that. There's so many people that came out of the club, but you know, you're surrounded by all those people all the time. So, you, you know, you're wrestling scrapping with them in the room and that I feel like that's where a lot of my development came from but uh the coaches there are great they they really um they really love to like develop individuals like as themselves like there's uh the fathers and like the coaches there do a great job with really like focusing on their kids and then making sure that they improve and then just like Again, getting the next exposure by going to like tournaments across the country, you know, they really do put a lot of time into their kids, which is something that I like a lot. But,
0: yeah. Did you, did you ever wrestle for a club that wasn't the Twisters when you were younger? And if, so what, what were the biggest differences?
1: Oh, uh, no, I, I, I was a Twister from, oh, so. you know, when I started. So, yeah. That's awesome.
0: Ah, uh, so around seventh, eighth grade, as, as you're getting good, um, did you start to look ahead and set goals and think about high school and things you wanted to do?
1: To be honest, I I never really thought about wrestling in college until maybe like
0: no I'm even asking after. about high school right Did you start setting goals for high school when you were in seventh and eighth grade?
1: Oh, high school, no, not really because I never really <laughs> I never really imagined like how far I could take the sport. To be honest, like I never really like growing up, it was weird like I. Oh no! I was kind of just like disconnected from the sport. Like I never, I didn't know like any college wrestlers. I didn't know like, you know, wrestling past like middle school. Like I didn't know any high schoolers. And then around that time is I guess where I started to get that exposure to like, you know, what wrestling is like after eighth grade and like what you can do with that. But uh, no, I never really set goals for myself like previous to high school until probably about, like, my freshman year. Then I was like, okay, I want to win state. Like, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to wrestle in college. So it kind of just all, it all came, like, after my freshman year of high school, I would say.
0: So how did, how did your freshman year go if if, if afterward you it, thought, hey, you, then you finally started thinking there mm-hmm. there might be something here. What happened to your freshman year to make you think that way?
1: Oh, uh, my freshman year, I didn't. I didn't necessarily have a starting spot in the lineup. Uh, I went to Mount Carmel High School, which was like, at the time I was there too, it was like a, a crazy team, like uh, Jake Tucker, yeah, I got Thomas, like a couple of names, as you guys may know. So I didn't, I didn't crack the lineup, but they, they needed a 138 pounder because uh, we ended up like losing a guy that we were supposed to have. So they threw me in there. I got beat up. But uh, again, I went to like all those tournaments. I went to Devorak, the Dvorak, the cheese head uh and then I got that exposure. I started like seeing like big names in high school, and I'm like, wow, like, it would be really cool to like, you know, be that guy or like have that respect or just have those type of like credentials like in the wrestling world. And then from there I just started thinking about like wrestling in college. That's where those like those thoughts come from. Like, oh, maybe it'd be cool like if I wrestled in college and stuff like that. And then I realized that, you know, I'm gonna have to like work a lot harder to get there. And uh you know, change some things about, like, how I wrestle. And then that's kind of just where the progression came from, I would say.
0: What were some of the things you had to change about how you wrestled?
1: Um, I don't know. I wasn't, like, super athletic. So I realized that I was going to have to, like, work a lot harder. You know, like, a lot of people think that I'm, like, blessed with just, like, an amazing athletic ability, but it's really not like that. Like, if you ask anybody, I probably got two left feet. But uh I realized I was gonna have to like start working out a lot more, just focusing on technique, you know on end on like things like my conditioning and shape, so i really put i put a lot of time from i want to say like throughout all throughout high school, just like wrestling and practicing just to really you know uh like master my craft, I would say,
0: yeah, so how do you, you know you could even crack light up your freshman, you're heading into your sophomore year. is there a spot for you did you have i mean maybe you had to wrestle off but like was it okay i'm gonna take this spot next year or did you have to push somebody out of the way
1: uh my my sophomore year i kind of ended up falling into the spot uh my freshman year was the only year where i really you know i had to like wrestle off somebody but uh it's like he's one of my good friends too his name's dylan hoy we talk about it all the time but he beat <laughs> me my freshman year and but uh you know, after that, I I pretty much had my spot in the lineup. My sophomore year going on, so you know it was a it was a lot easier to really just like focus on like the next steps towards reaching my goal. Like once I had that like solidified spot,
0: sure. Yeah. Coming from a program that has so much success, do you, does it feel like once you're in the lineup that then, or maybe in your case, you had confidence that you could go qualify and or medal at the states? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah,
1: most definitely. I mean, that's something that, you know, like in our wrestling room, we obviously have like all the state champions like in, uh, in the ring of honor, which is what we call it at uh, Mount Carmel. But, you know, I see the, uh, the like former Harvey Twisters like on that ring as well. So then that's like definitely something I think about like Joe Williams, like I, it's Joe Williams, TJ Williams, like I'm seeing those names like every day. So it's like, wow, like that's when I kind of started to like, I guess, say like dreams and aspirations of being like those guys.
0: Yeah. Cool. So how how did your high school career play out after, after, you know, those last three years? How'd you finish?
1: Uh, So my sophomore year, I I ended up taking fifth in state, which was like, that's when I finally like started getting that confidence. Like, wow, I can state play shit. I can do this. I can do that. And then uh, I wouldn't say my junior year is when it really, when I broke through, I ended up taking second in state. Uh, That year I ended up losing to Gomez in the finals, actually. And then my senior year, I ended up taking second again, I lost uh, Jake Styles. So I, I, I had that opportunity to get two state titles. I didn't really get it, but I feel like that kind of just like drove me even more to, you know, continue to grow and continue to build. Yeah. Cause I still, even though I didn't like accomplish my goal of being a state champ, I still like saw progression in my wrestling and me improving. So I, I really wasn't discouraged at all, which was pretty good.
0: Yeah. You said your junior year was kind of your breakthrough year. Uh, mm-hmm. Was it like season long, a breakthrough where you had a great season, or was it like I broke through at the at the state tournament and maybe that carried in to the to next next season?
1: I'm trying to think back to my, my junior year. I I think I placed maybe like top like four at the Cheesehead, like top three at the Dvorak, and then I actually ended solid. up beating – I feel like I broke through at the state tournament because at the time uh Jamie hernandez he was like I think he was number three in the country or like number four, but he was pretty up there, and I ended up beating him in the corners in the quarterfinals at the state tournament. And then that's when I was really like, okay, like I'm like one of those like top guys or I started viewing myself as one of those top guys
0: but yeah I think that's what it takes, right? It takes oneself mm-hmm. as soon as you view yourself as a top guy then you you can be especially when you're you're so close right mm-hmm. so you know what you know you after you're, you're going into your software you kind of started maybe laying out a plan or at least looking forward right and thinking about the future and and accomplishments maybe college what was the recruiting process like and, and how'd you why'd you set, decide on purdue
1: you know after my uh so i was going up to purdue for a while i want to say i, I started going up there maybe like my sophomore year just for like the camps and like rtcs that they had so i was kind of like exposed to it already yeah. and i knew a couple of guys that were already on the team so i was around the team a lot before i actually like started comm- or until i committed there and then uh but yeah no I, I i fell in love with the the people on the team the culture the coaches and uh the recruiting process like kind of picked up after my junior year but i i wasn't talking uh too many like schools because I, I committed pretty early. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I fell in love with Purdue. It was close to, uh, where I live. It wasn't a bad drive. But I was kind of familiar with it too. And, um, I just thought that it was a place that, you know, I could, I didn't have too many goals. Like at that time, like I wasn't thinking like, oh, I want to be a national champion, like, blah, blah. I was just like, more so set I'm just wrestling in college. And I, I thought that it was a place where I can, you know achieve all my goals and like grow as a person as well. So sure. I really yeah. fell in love with the team and the school pretty early on. because so I think I I think I committed my I want to say like, uh, right after my junior year, around that time.
0: But yeah, okay, so you and you'd gotten to know coach Anderson or son of the coaching staff through the camp mm-hmm. and kind of through being around. Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Cool. Um, so you went and you redshirted your freshman year. Uh, as you you're inserting yourself into the lineup as a redshirt freshman. Now I think it was was that 2019, 2020. I think that was that uh, year, yeah, right. 2019. Did you? Yeah. You had a pretty dang good year, right? And you've you've been mm-hmm. you've been up, up around the top ten a, a bunch in your career. Did you think that that was something you could be at your freshman year? Especially going uh, into no, the, we'll get to well. COVID, but uh, no, right? No, no, no. I I kind of uh,
1: you know. I knew it was a good wrestler. I never really knew, like, coming in freshman year, I didn't really know how good I was. I was just going out there, you know, trying to perform, and they ended up faring me pretty well. But, yeah, no, I, I can't say that I expected to be, you know, have the breakout freshman season that I did, but, you know, kind of got me on track.
0: Yeah, uh, and then it was that same year. I guess it's got to be a crazy start to your freshman season because mm-hmm. what, a week after the week in between Big Tens and, and Nationals, the the COVID, COVID. uh yeah. what do you remember about the 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 talk i guess i'm assuming ursula gave to the team and kind of how did you spend your COVID lockdown
1: yeah i mean of course with like our team and as well as like everybody else there was like so much uncertainty in that time so when we first like heard about it we were like okay like it's canceled, but we really don't know, like, what's going to happen from here. And, like, we had the seniors and people who graduated on the team as well. So, you know, it was kind of, like, it was really sad to see that their career ending like that with, like, something that they had, like, no say in. But, um, yeah, our coach, he, he did a good job of making sure that, like, uh, we viewed it kind of as, like, just, like, a bump in the road. Like, we uh, we don't really change, like, our goals or our mentality. Like, moving forward, uh but yeah, no, it was definitely something to adjust to. Right after NCAA is getting canceled, like shortly after like school got canceled, and everything. So we weren't able to, you know, practice and like be around the team. Uh, so everything kind of just like changed, and you know, you gotta you gotta still figure out ways to get better. Like in a time like that, where you can't really like train. Like there's no places open. You just gotta like stay focused and make sure that uh, you know you don't lose sight of what your like goal or your your journey is. Pretty much.
0: Sure. Uh, yeah. Was it ever challenging to, to stay focused oh, yeah. on what you're doing or, you know, what you're trying to mm-hmm. accomplish?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Because it's a, it's not like a, you know, like a month or like two day that like we're talking about, like this was a, a long time where we we had to be like away from, you know, just like wrestling in general and like practices. So, you know, it's hard to keep that focus for a while. And, but yeah, no, it, uh it was a very big like bump in the road. I guess you can say like, it took a while for, you know, things to start to like get back to normal or like to feel normal and feel like you're in a place where you can, you know, start to make improvements like in wrestling
0: wise. Yeah.
1: Like it yeah. took a while for it to get to that point. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. You know what people think, or one, one thing people say is while COVID was, was a horrible and it sucked. One maybe one good thing that came out of it was that the following year, wrestling season was shortened, right it was like January 1st mm-hmm. through nationals and a lot of people said they liked it a lot coaches and athletes are the same and I'm curious how you felt about I'm not the no fans and not the contact racing and all that but the shortened season right how did you feel about that shortened season in 2021
1: the shortened season uh I, I guess I I disliked it and I liked it at the same time like I liked it because it's like it was short and like quick, you know, like you got right to it. But then I feel like that's also like the thing that I didn't like about it because I feel like a lot of my I don't know, a lot of my wrestling comes from like, you know, just like being battle tested. Like I be like having those like those like number of matches like throughout the season. Cause I feel like I get better like every match that I wrestle just from getting like out there, getting that uh experience. So because of that I can say that uh I didn't like it being so short. Just because, like, again, like, if you, you know, you get banged up, like, I don't know, early on in the season, then it's, like, you don't have that, like, time in between where you can, like, you know, heal up maybe a little bit if you want to. And then, again, like, everything was just so, so fast-paced. Like, we we really didn't get the long preseason that we're used to. We didn't get that, like, time to train. Like, we didn't get the, like, winter break training or, like, you know, the training that you really, like uh, – the training that you do when you have like maybe like a week or two in between like your competition and you're really able to like you know go hard and like make those big jumps but you know i kind of have like a a love-hate relationship with uh how that season went but uh timing wise i don't think it was like bad like i feel like the what was it just like three months like three and a half months or something like that yeah
0: something like that yeah
1: i don't think it was terrible but i, I do like the way that uh they have the season now
0: sure um so we're we're, what do you have two we're about two months away Mm -hmm. conference championships uh and then we roll into ncaa's Um, man you know you've been you've been to the ncaa's you haven't made the podium but you've 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 gotten close um what are your biggest takeaways from your experience as an ncaa so far
1: um you know i i know that everybody like it's like you're the whole season like you're you're wrestling to get to that moment where you can like, you know, finally like put everything on the table and then like get what you can out of it. And like, hopefully become like all American NCAA champ. But I've, I feel like, uh, I would wrestle better. Like I don't want to blow it out of proportion or anything, but like, it's an NCAA championship, but I shouldn't like my views on like how I, how I um, like prepare for it, just like my mentality on it. Uh, you know, like, when I first went there, I was just, like, so just, like, in my own mind that I feel like that kind of just, like, hurt me a little bit. Just, you know, I, I viewed it as something, like, bigger than, like, you know, live type of, like, tournament. Whereas, like, now I I feel like I'm, I have the ability to go into a tournament a lot more relaxed and free where I can really, like, perform how I want to and how I know I can. So, I guess my my mentality has changed a lot about it.
0: Cool. Um, how do you feel about your season so far? you you know, Russell Gray, I think maybe two losses, if I'm not mistaken. Um Oh yeah, uh, uh, yeah no,
1: I feel I feel pretty good about my season so far. Um I definitely see a lot of room for improvement, but you know, I'm happy with the way I've been competing and the way I've been, you know, feeling going into my matches and
0: yeah. Uh, you know, March being being the ultimate goal. Do you do you know? Do you do visualizations? Do you think about it, or is this something that's like I'm just when it's when it's here, it's here. But I'm, next thing in front of me is next dual beat.
1: Right. Yeah. No. I definitely I like to take things like one at a time. Like I don't want to look forward too much because you know I tend to I tend to get in my own head a lot. So I feel like if I spend a lot of time like thinking about it, then you know it may end up coming back to bite me in the butt. But yeah, no, I like to take you know, kind of day by day, duel by duel. I don't like to look ahead as much when the time comes. I know that if I do everything now, then I, I should be prepared for it, and I won't have anything to worry about, really.
0: Sweet. Yeah, I like, like to keep your mind kind of off off of matches, you know, too far out ahead. Is there anything you do outside of wrestling, off the mat, whether it's read, play video games, et cetera? Uh, I actually just
1: got the the new Call of Duty, so <laughs> a couple, me and a couple of guys on uh, the team, we run a lot of gunfights, search and destroy, so... All that's right. how i i've been spending my days
0: who's who uh, Who are the team's best at call of duty
1: you see that's a that's a tough topic but um i <laughs> have to go with Trax Orb, cooper nori he, he's pretty good he's actually he dropped a nuke uh in call of duty uploaded to youtube you guys should go check it out but yeah i think he, he's the best on the team i would say i up. won't tell him that though
0: yeah <laughs> hopefully he's watching this uh <laughs> cool uh, yeah well, hey man this kinda this kind of runs through most of the things that I wanted to talk about today but uh there there's one more little game we like to play that guests. that's called wins and Whoopins. so right? this is like thinking over the span of your whole entire career from your first match as a harvey twister till till last night. Could you think of one win that's memorable? It could be your best win or your favorite win or or uh, uh, you know beat a kid who used to beat you when you were little or anything okay, and then could you think of one ass whooping that you took right everybody's been beat up at once a point in their life where they walked off the mat and were like you know what happened um so mm-hmm. just one win whatever it is and then like the worst whooping or one of the worst whoopings you could remember you can do either All one right, so you.
1: um for the win i have uh it was my junior year the it was sectionals for uh the state tournament. It was the year where Mont Carmel went down to two A. So uh I happened to be in the same sectional as my best friend, We Rochelle. And I ended up and we were in the same weight class too, so I had to wrestle him. I ended up wrestling him in the finals and I beat him in overtime and that was like a very like memorable match. Like we're we're still super cool. I just think it's funny that I ended up having to wrestle him. He ended up winning my state bracket that year too as well. So I beat him in the sectionals, but he ended up winning state. Oh man. But uh I find it funny too, because like after I beat him, I kind of celebrate it. But I don't even know it was like my body took over. But that's my best friend. That's my boy. But uh, (laughs) that's one of the matches I always remember. I always bring it up to him too. But uh, there's a whooping. I I can't remember exactly. Like I don't know for sure, but uh, I had to be like eight years, eight years old or something like that. And I remember there was a tournament that I went to, and I just ended up getting folded like beat up by this like one girl wrestler and like my dad he was just like you know he was he was only me about it. he's like dang I can't believe she beat you up like that like blah 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 and like I remember he went up to her and he actually like what her name was and I just remember it being Sarah and like I've been trying to like go back to like brackets and, like find where it was but I'm pretty sure she like either like major tech followed me like it was bad But I've convinced myself that it was Sarah Hildebrand. I don't really know exactly like how accurate that was. I got to find the bracket and see. But
0: where what what year do you think this was?
1: So I want to I want to say either like 2009 or like 2010.
0: And what do you know where it was?
1: I want to say Indy Nationals, but I'm not exactly sure.
0: All right, this sounds like it checks out.
1: Yeah, that's what I was. Yeah, that's a that's a connection that I made, but yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, that's your win. I've also been
1: handing some pretty good weapons from Ryan Deacon in the past too, so I guess that's another one.
0: Hey man, uh, get in line, right? <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people taking some weapons from Ryan Deacon. Yeah, no doubt. Um, awesome. Well, Kendall, I appreciate you coming on. Um, it's been awesome talking to you, kind of hearing your journey, your path through the sport. But we want to leave you with. The final word to say anything you might want to say about anything.
1: Um, you know, I I have a lot of respect to uh, the people that have gotten me to this point. And, you know, I, I want them to know that it doesn't go unnoticed. And I appreciate everything they've done for me, like my parents, my coaches, friends, everybody.
0: Awesome. Cool, man. Well, best of luck to you to the rest of the season and beyond. And uh, thanks for joining us. Have a great day.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All right. We'll see you later. Yep. All right, folks, that'll do it. Kendall Coleman, our guest for today. Again, like I said, number three ranked currently out at Purdue at 157 pounds. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time.